I exceeded my four-year business model plan in like four months. Some people, you know, go out and drink to forget about their problems. You can also do that with the gym. People who are super successful, the common trait is really just knowing themselves very well and being okay with being super authentic. And that kind of just trickles down to every little detail about it. You don't know anything until you do it. You didn't know how to walk until you just started doing it. Aaron, welcome to the show, brother. Nice to meet you. Or, yeah. uh, thank you for having me. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, we met uh, pretty recently. You have a incredible gym, Spark Society. Thank you. And brand in general with Spark Society, uh, right on the north side of Ohio State campus here in Columbus. And with Spark Society, your brand, you have merchandise. Uh, you guys also do food prep. Uh, and you come from a background of being in the, the hospitality business, specifically with bars. You're also a fellow Buckeye. Yep. Go Bucks, baby. Go Bucks. And uh, yeah, Aaron, I just respect you in terms of one, uh, young male entrepreneurs like ourselves that are hustling, getting after it, uh, helping people. And the reasoning why I wanted to have you, what kind of sparked me wanting to have you on the show yeah. was going to your gym one and you have an incredible environment and culture there. But I saw you sweeping the floors, bro. Yeah. I was like, I like that, man. He's, he's about it. He's willing to roll his sleeves up and, uh, you know, you're, you gave off a very good energy the moment that we met. So yeah, definitely. Thanks again for coming on, man. I'm yeah. Thank you. No, thanks for up. having me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love talking about, you know, all this stuff, life in general, but you know, obviously my life is pretty much the business. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I could, I could literally probably do this for five hours. So we just might, we just might. So how, <clears throat> how did you, uh, what sparked creating spark society? I think I would have to start in like high school. Um, I think most guys start working out, playing football, sports, whatever. I really fell in love with working out at that age. Um, it's kind of just my thing. I kind of finally found like the thing that I really enjoy doing, even if it took me nowhere. Um, as soon as I started working out like religiously, um, I was like, all right, I'm doing this forever. Yeah, there's nothing better than just like, <clears throat> even last night, man, like we were at the yeah. gym until like midnight, right? Yeah. Nothing better than just putting your headphones in <clears throat> or just having good music playing and uh, just getting after it by yourself and just it's very like meditative, right? Yeah, it's a lot of mental clarity. <clears throat> um, even though like, I don't think a lot of people say like, oh, gym is like my therapy type of thing. Um, I don't really agree with, I think it could, you know, if you're just doing it like some people, you know, go out and drink to forget about their problems. You can also do that with the gym. Um, but I think it, it is like the best step in the right direction. Um, whether like you're going through something or, you know, you just need to clear your mind, help you think clear. Um, and obviously like, you know, the physical benefits, yeah, it's, it's, it's a healthy thing to do. So you started training in high school and then eventually, uh, yeah. College. So when, when I was in high school, I remember a high school teacher asking like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I said, own a gym. I, re I remember saying that. Um, it always sounded like kind of far-fetched a little bit. Cause like, if you Google, should I open a gym? It's like, no, no, no. What's, uh, what's the success rate of a gym? I didn't look that up, yeah. <laughs> but like just a membership gym, it's very unsuccessful. Um, I think 80% fails. 
failure rate. That's why it's like mainly commercialized. Mm-hmm. Esport a lifetime, stuff like that. They they really succeed. But I think like the small niche gyms, um, they have a harder time, mm-hmm. which kind of like we talked about, I think it's has a lot to do with the owner or like whoever cares the most about the gym, like the presence. You can take the commercial route and have it all commercialized. Or I think if you go the small business route, you you have to be very like present, invested, and it's got to be what you do in my head. That's why I think most gyms like mine kind of fail. Or if you Google it, I think that's the reason that I kind of came up with that it doesn't work out. But then I guess fast forward, I graduated OSU in 2017. Okay. Um, Business degree. And then I didn't want like a nine to five job. So I started managing the bar I worked at throughout college. And then I did well. So he let me buy in uh, pretty soon. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had six years of experience managing and partially owning a business. Um, That was very, very hands-on. Had to be present, obviously, as a manager too. Mm -hmm. So in my head, I kind of knew that that's what I like doing or like it's something I can do. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I kind of took everything I liked about that and then kind of put it towards my dream, um, which was always opening a gym. I probably talked about it um, to my friends or anyone really uh, all the time. Yeah. Like if anyone's like, well, okay, so what would be your dream? That probably the first thing I always said. It's like I just opened like a dope ass gym. Which shout out to twos. That's where you're at, right? Twos, yeah, yeah. The number twos. If you uh, are from Columbus and you're around our age or, or older, I'm 29, he's 30. Uh, that's where you had some fun <clears throat> nights at Ohio oh, State yeah. and Ohio State campus. So yeah. And, and also partnerships are hard, right? Like you got, you bought into the business, you're invested for six years, you're hands on, uh, which is incredible, right? I think that, I think entrepreneurship and like owning a business is a little bit more, well, not, I think, I know it, they make it sexier online than what it really oh, is. Oh yeah. Like don't so go highlights, to college. highlights, you know? Yeah. Highlights. Right. So, uh, don't go to college, <clears throat> open a business. Right. And it's like, sure, that, that can definitely work. Right. And yeah. that's great. Or, you know, after college, you don't need to get a job, go start a business, which sure, again, I'm not ever discouraging people from doing that, but it's, there's a lot of value of just putting in the time and being patient and learning hands on to go, okay, yeah. well, the success rate of a bar mm. is very low. Right. Yeah. The same thing with gyms. Yeah. Success rate of yeah. a gym is very low. So, but there's a lot of correlations uh, in that, in that business model at least how you're doing it with more of like the membership yeah, focus definitely. versus like the franchise focus with the gym, building like a, an exclusive brand here in central Ohio here in Columbus. So I think there's a lot of value that people don't talk about in terms of like being at the bar every day, you know, 14, 16 hours, having to solve a lot of different weird problems that people don't think about hiring people, uh, you know, making sure that inventory the place is clean, uh, if something's out of stock, like all these little things that yep. you're not going to really learn and or the risk reward doesn't really make sense if you start it too soon right? versus going out there yeah. to try. So what, what kind of like, what was that like aha moment for you? Share the process. I'm curious to see like if someone wants to start a gym, right? And or they're kind of ready to, like if they watch this piece right here, mm. this is how you start a gym. 
Right. So I think the aha moment was I was in the bars. It's probably around COVID time. So I was, you know, on my phone a lot, like watching podcasts, whatnot. Mm. I kind of got really tapped into like a spiritual sense, Mm. um, which kind of led me to knowing myself um, very deeply. So I think in that moment, so to start a business or, you know, kind of something off a whim, it's scary. So I think if you don't really know yourself or know exactly what you want to do or know every little detail about yourself, then I think that's where it becomes hard. Where I think if you see people who are super successful on like things that I did or have done, um, I think the common trait is really just knowing themselves very well and being okay with being super authentic. And that kind of just trickles down to every little detail about it. And I think once a lot of things we'll say probably leads back to like what I learned in the bars. If I never had that experience, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't know anything about what I'm doing. So like he, when he started the bars, it was kind of the same thing. Like he knew like, all right, this is my destiny. This is like what I should be doing. Like everything in my life led me to this. Mm. So yeah, kind of that aha moment was because I'm kind of just like every other dude, like I always want more, you know, mm-hmm. my whole life. I was like, there's something more out there for me, you know, but I don't know what it is. So I think once I got kind of tapped into that kind of spirituality a little bit, you know, I'm not super woo Um, but I think there is something to be said about someone who can be by themselves with their own thoughts, their own talk to themselves, like, in every situation, know, all right, this is the authentic me. Mm. This is alignment with who I am. I think that's it's probably the biggest thing that helped me. Because there's a lot of decisions and ways it could go. And if you're sitting there overthinking everything, then none's getting done. Yeah, exactly. It definitely comes back to like who you are and even doing like a podcast show, putting content out there. Like, yeah. you know, you and I, I'm 29, you're 30, like I said. And, you know, we were definitely kind of the pioneers in terms of social media as right. far as like yeah. our age range of yeah. like, we remember seeing the first YouTube videos coming out. We remember yep. seeing the first podcast coming out. We remember seeing the first people use the word content, right? Yeah. Uh, just kind of saw it grow. Yeah. We saw it transition from like, uh, you know, TV and the news to things being streamed and uh, just the whole marketing and branding and uh, we're media companies ourselves, Right. Right. Like we're our own media yeah. companies and ourselves. And it's always been that way if you think about it, but it's evolved in the new digital economy, right? Yeah. Like building a brand, building online presence, capturing attention across the world. We're living in some, some unique times, right? right? So let's capitalize on it. That said though, where you can get sucked down the hole is like, you don't know who you are, right? And you're like, well- what if this happens or that happens? Uh, what are people going to think about me if I fail? Yep. Uh, who am I to open a gym? I'm just from Hamilton, Ohio. Yep. Yep. You know, uh, I'm just a kid that went to Miami University and transferred to Columbus State and right. Ohio State, right? So I feel you there. But if you can share like, maybe like a little bit more like action steps in terms of, all right, I know who I am. I'm working on myself and personal development. That's a never ending journey. Uh, so I don't, I'm not worried about the noise. I'm not worried about the chatter. I'm dialed in. I'm going to, I'm going to make this leap of faith. Was it like 
all right, cool. Number one, I got to find a location. Number two, I got to build this uh, brand, this vision, this this uh, idea, like what I want it to feel a certain yeah. way. Share a little bit about, about that. So it's funny. I actually just, I was thinking about this the other day. Probably when you asked me to be on the podcast, I kind of like got my wheels turning. Um, and my one year is coming up next week. So I kind of wrote, I kind of wrote a post of like thoughts, feelings, whatever. And I remember I was kind of unsure. And I remember I went home to my parents' house and pretty much locked myself like in one of their rooms. Uh, and I was like, all right, you got to decide if you're doing this or not. Cause if you're doing it, you got to be all in. Like I got to go now. So I think I locked myself in for about, it was about two days straight. Like I didn't do anything else. I was like, all right, like if you're not going to do this, quit thinking about it, quit wasting your time. Or if you're going to do it, let's get the ball rolling. So yeah, first I would say probably location and funding. Cause if you don't have those, you can't do it. Those were probably the hardest for me also, especially location. Cause I mean, you're in real estate. I don't think any landlord wants a, 29 year old dude coming out of bars, wants to do a gym, has no really business track record, yeah. you know? So it's kind of tough. That and the funding kind of got elongated until right before I opened. So the next step, I was working on that, you know, looking at spots. I remember um, after those two days, I, I decided I was going to do it because again, I was tapped in with myself, like, all right, what do you really want to do? And it was that. Mm. So once I decided to go all in, uh, I drove back to Columbus. It was raining. Uh, and I remember there's like three spots that I found online. I went to this, it was raining. It was like midnight. And I, I like went to the location. I was like, I got to see it now. So I started working on that ASAP. And then obviously coming up with a name, what kind of gym is it going to be? Um, logo. I mean, it, there's so many little details. What made you choose that location? Kind of fell in my lap. It's the exact location that was perfect for me. Uh, the bars were campus short North. That location was kind of just enough off campus. that, like, Oh, it's not a campus gym, but you still get a lot of that demographic. And for context too, Ohio state university, uh, is it number two largest university? Yeah. Top, top five always. Yeah, always yeah. top five. It was number one for decades. But I mean, yeah, like 60,000, uh, 100,000 plus people yeah. directly. And it just goes in. up every year. Yeah. So the reason why we share contacts on that as far as real estate 101 is location, location, location. Right. You know, population. Too, yeah, yeah, population and just having it in a spot that is easy for people to go in and out. Yeah. And I kind of knew people in that area okay. already. Uh, people like knew me from the bars. Okay. Um. So yeah, it worked out perfect, but it, it, that's the part that took the longest. Again, like I shared it, no landlord wants it. There's only so many available. Um, a gym's got it. It couldn't be too big. It couldn't be too small. It couldn't be too nice, but it couldn't be too warehousey. It, you know, it had to be perfect and nothing, nothing just kind of fit, you know? And again, I was on a time crunch. So I ended up getting uh, a real estate guy. Um, I asked my lawyer one day that I had through the bars and then he had a friend, uh, he helped me tremendously. Uh, we had, you know, kind of shopped a couple places. It was all kind of lo the location wasn't perfect for me. 
Hilliard or, you know, in like a Columbus suburb. And I was just, I always thought like, I feel like you kind of need, you kind of got to cater to too many people yeah. in those areas. And honestly, I was probably about to give up, like no lie. How long were you searching for? I decided to go all in in April, 2022. I got this, I got in the spot September 1st. 2022. Damn. So you looked for a while. Yeah. So April, May, June, July, and four or five months went by and like just nothing was hidden or the landlord was like, I'll pass. I want like a more of a corporate guy to come in here and make the spot better, whatever. And then we, we went after a spot. I thought I I had everything mapped out, planned out, went for a spot in Clintonville. It was right up the street from my gym. And the landlord was like, all right, let's do it. Um, it was kind of, it was an Asian market that they moved to a bigger spot. So it was kind of vacant for two years. Everything was perfect. I went to sign the lease and the guy told me like he backed out. And I was like, I was crushed. Like I had, I had everything. I was, um, I was hoarding any deal I could find like Facebook marketplace, like equipment, flooring, desk, anything I could find. It was all in my house. So, oh, so you had already bought some yeah, equipment? Yeah, because I was all, all in. I was like, I'm doing this. So I'm like, what can I do now? I got some money. I can go buy stuff. Um, so yeah, my living room was a wreck. I had garages. I had two friends' garages filled up to the brim. And then I had like a public storage garage filled up to the brim. And I was paying that monthly rent with that too. Yeah, I was ready to go. And just nothing was hitting. And then when that um, fell through, I was like man, maybe like I need to quit. Like uh, I'm spending time and money and I'm literally not making anything. I, I told you I was delivering DoorDash because I, I delivered here. Yeah. Um, I was I was trying to get by. Um, and then if it would have went on two weeks longer, I think I would have, I would have got out, I would have quit. Um, and somehow it, he called me one day and he was like, hey man, like I got a spot for you, but we got to move quick. And it was a Pittsburgh paints store. Just went out of business. Uh, the, the neighbor had just bought the building and he had no like landlord experience. Um, so he was like, they're going out of business. Like I just need to get someone in there. So as soon as he told me that, I was like, I'll sign right now. Let's yeah, go. I'm in. <laughs> uh, and I, I trusted the guy too. He was kind of, he was a good friend, whatever. Who's uh, the real estate guy? Yeah, who's a uh, real estate guy? Ed Fellows. Ed, Ed Fellows. Fellows. Yeah. Okay. He works for um, they're on Fourth Street Smith Hardware. Okay. That Capital Equities. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah. No, nice. he he helped me a lot. Um, That's awesome. Super. I, I like people you can like text. Yeah. I don't know why. Like I don't want to email like back and forth. Like yeah. he would just like text me like. Hey man, I got the spot. Come check it out tomorrow at 12. Yep. You know, kind of like casual stuff. Mm. Um, so yeah, he helped me out a lot. Yeah. And as soon as he said that, I was like, all right, let's go. I'm ready. I'm when can I get the keys? Like I'm trying to move in. Mm -hmm. And then September 1st, Pittsburgh paints was like officially done. Got the keys at midnight. I told him like, dude, I need those keys. Like right now. Midnight, got the keys, went in there, unlocked it. Just got the work, put everything in there. Paint you know, yeah. redid the whole place. And it was kind of perfect because there were paint stores, pretty much a warehouse, but it was in like a residential retail like place. 
Yeah, kind of like so, a strip mall, but it's not really. Yeah. yeah, and it's not too nice, but it's, not, you know, big glass windows, like, kind of worked out perfect. And, yeah, looking back, I was like, man, something in the universe just dropped it at the perfect time, Yep, you know, which it kind of helped me out, too, waiting that long because I had everything ready to go. Like, I was ready for weeks on weeks, so. Did you just use cash to buy your equipment and stuff, or- <laughs> It's like save up money. So I got out of the bars. So I got to pay out from that. Oh, nice. So I was also living on that and buying equipment too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like doing some side hustles. Like mm-hmm. I was collecting, I was Gary Vee in it. I was buying stuff on Facebook marketplace yeah. and selling it right away. Dang. Cause I was on there all day looking for gym stuff. But if I would come across like a couch or like anything, I would just, for a crazy deal, like free or like under a hundred bucks, I would buy it, sell it for a hundred bucks more. You know, that's quick my flip. dinner for tonight. Yeah. As soon as I decided to go all in, um, I started looking at stuff. If I saw a deal, buy it. Um, funding the actual gym, I ended up doing uh, business credit cards mm-hmm. and a personal loan, okay. which isn't the smart. Like I wouldn't tell anyone to do that. <laughs> But again, I was, on, I was on a time. Tax. Oh yeah. Like, this is, th- this is like financial advice for, for dummies. Like <laughs> this is what not to do. It worked out though. Cause it was, it was what I could do quick. Mm-hmm. Like I had no, like I was a part owner. So that's not really on, I have no really ownership experience on paper. Sure. So to say, um, so getting a business loan for a startup was, that was a nightmare. Yeah. Getting, uh, so that's, what I've helped like thousands of people with over the years is understanding credit and business credit yeah, and leverage, right? Life mm-hmm. is a game of leverage and scaling your business is leverage, meaning leveraging other people's money, leveraging other people's time, other right. people's time in terms of employees and systems and processes and automations. Uh, other people's money is the lovely country that we live in, United States, whether you right. love banks or hate banks, uh, the central banking system is incredible because you can opportunity literally fund a brand new business right zero percent capital or very low interest now getting an actual line of credit is difficult if not yeah. impossible in a brand new business but getting uh you know zero percent credit cards or getting credit cards in general uh to get started and or get some funding in your personal name then you can lend that to right. uh, the business as well but what i love and admire man is it's tough because everyone obviously has their own opinion on pretty much anything. Right. Uh, but what I admire is you went and just said, fuck it. I'm buying the equipment horrible on paper. Oh yeah. Terrible decision. But in terms of like the intangible side, that's where people I think screw up in life and business and investing is like, well, I don't have any experience, uh, buying a real estate property. Right. So, so I'm just not going to do it. I'm just going to read 10 books and never do it. Right. I don't have a gym location. And I'm just going to wait, 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 wait. Yeah. And it's just never going to come. When you buy that equipment, you're like, oh, I, I have, have to open I, this I was, shit. <laughs> I was locked in. I was like, I, it was either literally quit and never think about it again, or I'm going to do it. And I decided I'm going to do it. So mm. and I kind of, I just, when I decided, I was like, um, no excuses. Like nothing that comes up will stop me, which is easy to say when you're in it, especially with like, you know, so much money tied up in your life mm-hmm. online. Uh, yeah, it's easy to say, but you know, 
I was, I was jumping any hurdle. I love to do it, it, man. How long did it take you to get the the spot ready to go? Because I'm sure, yeah, you had to put in flooring, you had to paint it, yeah. you had to put your logos everywhere. Like, yeah. how long did it take to turn the? Uh, the unit? So it kind of worked out good because the business credit cards and personal loan went through like right before mm. I got the location, so I didn't have crazy amounts of money to start spending on it before I got the location. Uh, so I moved in September 1st, I opened October 17th. So month and a half. Um, I, I, I mean, I was, I'm kind of scarred from that yeah. point in my life. I was, man, I was, I'd probably work for about 20 hours and I'd go home, go to sleep for about 10 and then go straight back to work in 20 hours. Like I didn't know what day it was. I didn't know what time it was. I'd wake up at 4am be like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting tired to the point where I can't even like think anymore, go home, go to sleep right back to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a crazy time, but luckily I, I knew enough like friends in the area too, that I could ask for like little favors, whatnot. That's awesome. Um, come help me. Like I'd, I'd paint the walls and then I basically gave some friends like a, a couple months free. Nice. Um, to come help me just like put things together or, you know, there's, there's so many details. Carry some stuff in. Yeah. Uh, help me oil up the machine, whatever. Yeah, and a lot of, walls. a lot of the stuff I got, I got from like an auction site. Okay. So it would be in a box. Oh, okay. And I'd throw it down and open it. It's got, I mean, a million screws and bolts, like, mm. you know, metal poles. And I mean. What auction site did you buy the equipment from? It's Facebook called Marketplace, but. Uh, BitFTA. BitFTA. Okay. So basically they, they would get packages that got messed up in shipping. So there'd be like a hole in the box and they can't deliver it. Instead of sending all, cause it's heavy stuff like treadmills and stuff like that. They'd send it to this auction house and then you bid on it. You could get some stuff for 50 bucks or there's a bunch of people that see it, you know, bid on it. Yeah. Um, so a lot of stuff came from there. Obviously that's time consuming, putting it all together. I mean, my hands were, had arthritis, like just screwing <laughs> in bolts and, yeah. you know, yeah, but it took a month and a half of, because I was like, I got to open this now. Like, it's, it's, it's got to go quick. So yeah, looking back, when I first opened, it was, it was not, it was not what it is today. Like, I, I think I posted a picture on the story of the front desk. It was literally like a picnic table. And like, I had a cooler. I had like a ladder in the background. Like, there's like a drill. Yeah. Uh, I had like the turf I have came all the way up to the front door. Mm. It was, it, it looked, but... That's what I had to do, you know? Yeah. Now you, you can't let analysis paralysis get in the way. You can't let like, yeah. well, is the turf supposed to not go to the door? Yeah. Uh, I didn't, I literally couldn't. So I didn't overthink one detail. How did you start getting people in the gym? Like members? Instagram and word of mouth from like just my friends. To back up a little bit more on the, like on the choosing the location and like running. I know you're a numbers guy, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, we were talking yeah. earlier you know, you, you thought you were going to be an accountant one day. So this man went from accountant to serial entrepreneur yeah. and, uh, you know, you definitely got to have numbers on a paper, but in entrepreneurship, a lot of it is way more feeling in my opinion yeah. than people realize. Uh, at least in my opinion, I think that's a very good way to operate. Sometimes you can't measure things on a spreadsheet. Uh, that said, how did you secure the location? Are you paying rent? Are you like on a triple net lease? Did you actually buy the location? Um, was that you said 
someone else bought it. You're renting yeah. from them. Yeah. So right? it's, a, it's my, my neighbor, the okay. Asian supermarket. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I went from trying to get an Asian supermarket I, to my neighbor. He had just bought the Pittsburgh paints. Yeah. And honestly, I think someone kind of like got in a bad deal with him. Uh, because Pittsburgh Paints went out of business. Ah. So it's great for me. Yeah. And I think he was kind of in like a all right, hurry up and get someone in here. Mm-hmm. I just bought this place, you know. Um, so I rent from him basically. Okay. Do you have to cover utilities and yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is it a trip you know what a triple net lease is? Nope. <laughs> so all good. So triple net lease. I would like to though. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a I don't have any experience doing it. So mm. I'm gonna explain to the best of my ability. It's What's actually very common is uh, at least when they, they definitely, when they started as like CVS, uh, if you see a CVS, most of the time they don't actually like own the building. Mm-hmm. Someone will own the building, but CVS, uh, as an example of pharmacy, they will sign like a 25 year lease with the owner of the building, but they cover all expenses. So for example, okay, yeah. it's, it's a great win-win where, for example, instead of charging you $5,000 a month, and I cover the utilities, and now you're stuck with this five thousand a month. Right. Like, hey, two thousand a month. You sign not a one year lease or a five year. Maybe you sign a ten year lease. Right. And you cover all the Just expenses. All yeah. So it's usually, uh, you know, obviously everything has pros and cons for you. Usually less uh, fixed expense, so less fixed rent. Sure, you are signing a longer lease, and you know the variables of the utilities and maintenance and upgrades, right. uh, it's worth it. So it seems like you signed potentially like a triple net lease or that's just like a, a quick breakdown, which most people don't realize they can work yeah. something out. Like yeah. That, so yeah, it worked out good for me because he's not like a big company that owns it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have more freedom on, I mean, it's a gym, so I, I had to be able to make it my own, do whatever I want. Yeah. Um, so I like that aspect of it. But no, it's like, it, it's a, in the most simple rent uh, from a landlord type of, same thing if I was renting like a house. Yeah. I, is kind of how I look at it. Yeah, absolutely. So got the gym up and going. You're all in on this bad boy. Uh, what's like one thing you would have done differently <clears throat> of starting the gym? Probably nothing, honestly. Yeah. Because I think any anything that went wrong or anything I did wrong, which I did a lot of stuff. I had no idea what I was doing. I could learn from it. Uh, so if I would have done it differently, then I wouldn't have known. What are, what, what's like maybe one thing that kind of comes to mind right. that you did wrong? I was kind of throwing paint on the wall at the beginning as far as like, I was like, okay, am, am I going to sell supplements? Am I going to sell merch? Am I going to, you know, what's because I don't want just, you know, membership uh, coming in. I want like different streams of income. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of just was throwing everything out there. Um, I spent probably more time on things I don't do now, like, uh, personal trainers. Uh, I kind of chalked that pretty quick. I made my own pre-workout. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically hit up a company and customized the pre-workout to exactly what I like. And so it's mine, but I had to buy a ton of it. Uh, and then I soon came to find out I'm not a supplement guy. So I can't, I can't sell supplements if I'm not, if I don't like, I take supplements. I, you know, I take pre-workout, I, you know, protein shake, whatever, but I'm not 
it's not me. Like I was being authentic. It's not me. Like, mm. um, I'm not a super, I know a lot about nutrition, but I don't really care that much about it. Um, yeah. Or maybe one day, right. You're like, maybe right, I can release. Right. I like, I like you said that because we spend probably like most of our time on like things that don't even matter. Right. Versus like, what's the one thing that matters at your gym? Right probably getting people to pay for a membership. Yeah, environment, atmosphere. Yeah. You know? Well, like they can't buy your pre-workout if they don't even go to your, if they're not a member. Right, yeah. So why does it even matter about the merch? Why yeah. does it matter about the supplements? Why does it yeah. matter? Sure, those could be reasons why people are, I mean, let's face it, they need to come be a member first. Right, yeah. And I spent a lot of time on, um, first off, you know, getting a structure down of, you know, personal trainers or reaching out to people or like, you know, talking back and forth to people. Mm which come to find out I, I didn't, I don't, I don't even need it. Um, it's kind of, so just probably spending time on things that I don't even didn't flourish. Yeah. Which like things like the merch really took off. Um, I ended up selling food now, okay. uh, prepped meals. So, you know, if I would have known what I know back then, I would just spent more time on things that will, you know, keep me going. But I didn't know. Again, I'll just don't yeah. paint against the wall. Whatever sticks, I'll focus that. And it ended up being the things that are, like we said before, just authentic to me yeah. and like real with me. So it takes no effort, seemingly, you know. It's like the podcast show, man. Like I spent so much time at the beginning. Well, no, not at the very beginning. I'm like, I just need to, I'm just Get made going. to do a podcast. I just, I just know it. If my fiance hears me go on these rants any longer, she's going to kill me. So I got to yeah. go on these rants with guests. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just love connecting with people, man. And I just love learning from others. And I love uh, just putting myself in uncomfortable positions in terms yeah. of like, hopefully we're saying the right things. Hopefully we're giving value. Hopefully yeah. we're cool, right? Uh, but this is something that kind of comes back to my love for running. Long distance running is just like the reps. Yeah. One mile, one episode, one connection, one conversation. And so for me, you see that progress, yeah, you see the progress, but you know, as we kind of launched the show, I was so focused on like, all right, uh, some brands are reaching out to me. Some sponsors are reaching out to me. I want to go do outreach to them. And yeah, you know, I want to be able to, yeah. How do I take this? Yeah. And, and yet to this day, uh, you know, by the time this is released, this would be about 50 episodes in. I just made a commitment to myself early on. It was like, right, I'm going to do a hundred episodes. Then I think I'll kind of know what I'm doing. Right. Maybe. Yep. Uh, but I don't even know what that means. Right. We're just talking. You know yeah, what I mean? You don't, you don't know anything until you do it. Like you didn't know how to walk until you just started, you know, doing it. And yeah. Then, so why would I take money from this random vitamin company? Mm-hmm and this and that and do ads. And now I'm like a little sponsor whore, you know, and that's right. not me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Unless you want to give me equity in the company, we can talk. And so if you guys still, <laughs> you know, I'm still open to conversation, you know, quick, I'm not, I'm not denying it. Yeah. Quick break, you know, don't, don't, uh, don't blow it off. But that's what I learned. That's what, that's what I learned. And, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. Do it yourself mentality. Yeah. Just, let's just do the show first, dude. Yeah. Like no right. one can pay you right. unless you yeah, do the yeah. show yep. uh, and or just get, yeah, there's just other ways that this makes money, right? Getting people in my community, uh, you know, helping the guests out, vice versa. Yeah. yeah like what, whatever is authentic to you, you know, whatever, cause your, your lane will be totally different than 
someone else's, you know? Yeah. You just got to build that, that culture community, which, uh, you've done a heck of a job. Uh, and, and that's, that's what I've recognized as well. I was like, Oh, I knew that. I know I was supposed to just build the, the show up first and build a community up first. Then the brand deals will come. Then that will come. Yeah. Then that will come. That will come. No one's going to buy your pre-workout if there's no right. members. Right? right. Yeah. Yeah. Talk a little bit more about, so that's one thing I, I do, uh, love about the gym models, right? You definitely hit the nail on the head and I'm not a gym owner. So I'll just share uh, what I've learned from, you know, friends like yourself and people that I know, you know, at the highest level, like my one buddy, he, uh, he, he founded snap fitness and had yeah. a nine figure exit. So, uh, if you've heard of snap fitness, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. there's, yeah. there's probably one in your city and one in your town. So it's one up the street from, yeah, I yeah. I think I took a lot of their business. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. sorry. Yeah. Snap. Sorry, Peter. Uh, <laughs> no, he, he, I think he exited. Well, I do know he exited, but, uh, that franchise model, yeah. right? Like he came in and he was like, I was traveling all the time and he wanted to create that like nice gym feel like a hotel. Yeah. You scan in, you pop out. Yeah. No one's there to mess with you. There's no like crazy overhead expense yeah. with like a pool, a sauna, uh, yeah. all this stuff. Just people want to go in, get a workout, leave. Don't mess with me. Don't talk right. to me. Yeah. But then you also have like the lifetime fitness. You have the Equinox. You have the kind yeah, of country club kind of yeah. feel uh, that is still franchised, which is phenomenal. But then what you've done is you've, you've done that. This is a local brand that you're not yeah, going to the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to get this anywhere else. And, uh, it's like West side barbell, right? right? Like yeah, yeah. you're in the weight training and power lifting, you know, West side barbell. And if you right. don't, you should go check it out. Yeah. Outside of spark society, of course. Um, but yeah, heck of a job of like focusing on building that brand. And reason why I'm sharing context on this is I want to understand. And for the audience and people that have a gym how did you start integrating streams of income within the business, merchandise, food prep? And, and what are some maybe things that you're considering in the near future? Yeah. To that point of being like commercialized too, people ask me all the time, like, oh, are you going to do another one? And I really hate that question. I, that's probably why I brought it up. So you don't ask it. Uh, <laughs> so when's the second location coming? Right. Uh, so well, the question is, I don't know. And that's probably why I get annoyed by it. Yeah. Uh, but like the gym works so well because I'm so present mm. and I'm there and I kind of do everything. So to say opening another location that I can't even comprehend that because all I know is kind of doing everything. Yeah. Which will, I do actually, you know what? Screw, screw you. Uh, not wanting to answer it. I do. I'm going to give my opinion on it. Yeah, yeah. Unsolicited advice. We all love that. Right. But yeah, dude, like I, I agree. We were some, me and some other members were talking like, man, like, dude, he took over Columbus. It was like overnight. I saw yeah. everyone I know in the gym, like posting your gym, yeah. and, you know, it just spread like wildfire, but like, yeah, is he going to open another location? Sure. You might leave your current spot and go to a different one and expand and whatnot. Yeah. But at, at some of, point I'll be a little bit more hands-off. Like I'm a year in year yeah. three. Am I going to be vacuuming the floors? Yeah. I don't, maybe, I don't make a little bit. Definitely. I kind of like doing it, but am I going to be doing it every night? Probably not. So I'll, you know, gradually become a little bit more hands off. Yeah. And so maybe my mind will change. 
Yeah, yeah. Maybe your mind will change, but like maybe you just expand the location you have now. Yeah, that would be more realistic for me. Yeah. Yeah. And and one thing I can see as well, and maybe I'm wrong, but like the streams of income within the business. And then this is yeah, my unsolicited yeah. advice, right? So take it how you want. Uh, just speaking freely here on it, but it's like, dude, you could be a multi, multi, multi millionaire still sweeping the floors because you have yeah tons of merch. You uh, have events. You have, you're coming on podcast shows. You yeah. have brand deals. Right. You do public speaking. Like that's where things get fun. You're like, yeah, I still sweep the fucking floors at my gym. And I yeah. still know every single person that comes in and yeah. out, Yeah, you know? So uh, I think personally, I think people are completely wrong. Uh, and you probably already know this where I'm like, why would he saturate himself? Meaning why would you go open one right. on the other side of town? Yeah. And then you're saturated. Does yeah, it feel the same? My, my attention is split. Yeah. Now, now I have to have managers who do the majority of the things and maybe one day I'll be there, but yeah, definitely not in the near future. But I think moving to a bigger location, more parking, um, more members, obviously that's kind of more realistic for the short term. Yeah. And, and back to, uh, I think yeah, you asked the question. We kind of, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm good at uh, getting yeah. this on a tangent. I think you asked, um, like the merch and stuff. Well, yeah. At the beginning, probably everything probably comes back to my experience in the bars mm -hmm. and like learning from that. Uh, so I learned how to do merch because the merch at the bars, people say the same thing. Like no, every bar has like a t-shirt on the wall or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I kind of learned most things from not just watching, but you know, being hands-on with, uh, the, the owners of the bars. Uh, cause he, he pretty much, I do pretty much what he does. Um, but in the gym now, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, like, you know, they're, it's all about putting in time and effort, you know, like any brand can make a, a cool shirt that people like, but I think a lot of businesses just kind of go with their generic logo, slap it on a shirt and be like, all right, we're done with it. Where it's just time and effort. Um, knowing your customers, like what they like trends, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And just doing stuff you like, obviously yeah. like, like I made this hat. Cause I was like, I need a new hat. Mine's getting gross. Well, I sold out of my hat. So, right. I'll make a new hat. Well, yeah. this is like the logo I came out with a couple months ago. So I was like, oh, I'll put that on a hat. Mm. You know, who do you use? Do you use someone local? Uh, printed by pops. Is it here in um, yeah, it's on Indianola. Okay. Um, kind of two dudes started. Two dudes, one cup. Yeah. Uh, they started kind of in like a garage and kind of, you know, met some people, started doing some shirts. They, they're awesome with like customer service and stuff. Nice. And they make it super easy for you. He, he actually creates all my logos. I kind of give him my ideas and what I like, what I'm thinking. And he kind of puts it together. Okay. So they're super great to work with. Uh, without them, I it probably wouldn't have taken off. And I met them through, they did the merch for the bars. Uh, okay. um, yeah, so everything kind of comes back to what I learned in the bars. Kind of just took it, made it my own <clears throat> for a gym. And how do you guys, out of curiosity, because uh, usually the biggest issue with merchandise is like you have to buy a bunch of inventory, yeah. uh, you know, the quality and, and, you know, what's the trend and, shipping things out. So, uh, do you have to buy like a lot of inventory from or how, like, how did you guys negotiate the logistics uh, on that? A little bit. Like the more you buy, the cheaper it is. Sure. Obviously. Um, so I try to, 
you'll find a good line of, I don't want to be sitting on a ton of inventory, but I also, you know, don't want five shirts sell out. And then I could have sold 50. Yeah. I guess I've never really thought about it. I just did what we did in the bars where, you know, you buy hundred shirts, sell them uh, once they're out, they're out. Sure. Come up with a new one. We thought about doing, because uh, little plug here, we're going to be dropping some all for nothing merch. Yeah. I yeah. to hit up your, your connection there. But in my initial discovery, like 12 months ago when I was considering merch, just didn't work out at the time. Uh, doing like pre-sale, yeah. You know, dropping like a yeah, just like a digital, you know, post on your story on Instagram yeah. and say, "Yo, um, you know, click here to buy the pre-sale." Mm -hmm. Have you thought about doing that? I do it sometimes. Okay. Um, when when it's like, oh, this this design's gonna be hot, sell out quick. Mm -hmm. I'll do like a little pre-sale. I got a Shopify, so like, you know, people who live wherever, uh, Columbus is a lot of travel. So a lot of people like come to the gym or hear about the gym and then they'll follow the Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so I'm shipping shirts to like Texas sometimes. Really? Yeah. You'd be surprised. Like I'm, yes, yeah, some orders come in. I'm like, I have no idea who this person in Minnesota is. That's, do you message like DM and stuff and like send uh, a message? It'll just, so my website is set up on Shopify. Mm -hmm. So it's all the gym info. And then you scroll down and all the clothes are there. Sparksociety.com or? Yeah. Sparksociety.com uh, or sparksocietygym.com. Um, yeah, set up through Shopify. So sometimes people just randomly come across the gym, check out the website and they're like, Oh, that shirt's cool. Just buy it. Yeah. What's the, uh, profit margin usually on, uh, the merch. So I keep my, so I'm in a different situation than like an online store yeah. because I have members that come to the gym every day. Yeah. So I see them all the time. So if I have something they're physically there. It's physically in front of them. They can grab it right there. Um, so that's why I can do a little bit more, I would yeah. say. And a gym, it's like, if you go to the gym, you're, you're going at some point, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. You know, so, so I'm seeing these people all the time and they're physically buying the merch there. To, like that's, you know, 90% of the profit, to answer your question, the profit margin, I keep mine super cheap because I see these people all the time. Yeah. So I, I don't kind of need to inflate the prices to take in consideration like inventory in the back or, you know, what if this doesn't sell things like that? Um, truly because I, I see them all the time. Yeah. And also just understanding one thing I've recognized is like, you're very good with, uh, I think self-awareness. Uh, that's one thing that I immediately assumed about you. I'm like, this guy seems very self-aware, meaning, you know, your demographic, you know, your client avatar. Right. Yeah. Like these are young professionals. These are people that are hypothetically not making a lot of money, if any at all. Right. But yet they're influence, right? They are influence in terms of being the ones that are coming out of college with a degree, having a job, going to be in Columbus. So how do we uh, create that rapport with the client avatar? How do we increase the lifetime value of them? where they want to buy every t-shirt. They want to be a member forever. They want to be a part of anything and everything I'm doing now and tomorrow. So why sell them a, a t-shirt for 50 bucks when I might be able right. to sell it to them for 40 yeah. and that $10. And then they're going to buy two. And they're going to buy point. two. They'll buy one next week. Yeah. They'll buy one next week. And then you don't have the stress of 
will they like this? Is it going to sit here on my shelf forever? Yeah. You got to make money. Right. Right. But I think that's a very good play when it comes to, to merch. And when you design the merch, it sounds like you have some feedback, uh, Mm. you know, from the people that are, you know. Yeah. I've got a couple of flops on that too. So yeah. Which one's flopped? I guess it was all towards the beginning, probably like the first shirts I did. Cause I was just kind of slapping the logo on. Mm-hmm. Um, people kind of only bought it cause they, they're like, Oh, I want to support him. Yeah. Um, but then I kind of, so I think everything I do is kind of branding. So that's kind of, that's kind of what I did in the bars. I, I'm going to score for marketing. So it's kind of subconsciously in me. So I don't overthink like, like, like I don't sit down and think, all right, so who's my demographic and, you know, all these details, I just kind of like, I, I kind of am the demographic. Mm. So it's kind of whatever I think, mm. you know, like, I think that's cool. Just do it. Mm. Um, and yet learn from things that don't sell super good. If something sells super good, do it again, but a little different, that type of thing. Um, just know, I mean, knowing the seasons, you know, summer people are going to want different stuff than winter. And it's more like a, I mean, like the trend in our generation, it's like the athleisure mm-hmm. streetwear style. Uh, so that's essentially what you're capitalizing on, right? Yeah. Like the oversized tees, the, those do great. Like stuff like this, like the kind of bigger crew necks, mm-hmm. um, kind of like more casual apparel, but stuff you can also wear to the gym. Kind of like a, like people want to look good in the gym nowadays, you know? Like, like back when I was first started working out, like 18, 19, back in like 2012, whatever, I feel like everyone went to the gym in like some dingy shirt and shorts, but now it's kind of like the gym is so popular, especially with like younger people, people want to look good. Like that's kind of what some people, that's the only thing they do. Bro, we would wear, we would wear our 2008 uh, middle school football t-shirt that we, years. that we cut off the sleeves holes in it holes in faded. it faded yeah it's yeah, like you didn't give uh, a shit you were there to work out you know yeah we're like wearing red shorts with the purple cut off t-shirt and yeah now you see the kids in there wearing like gym shark yeah, or like the local LA brand stuff, yeah. young la uh they're like little models in there now it's it's kind yeah, of so funny I'm, I'm glad for that trend yeah uh but it makes sense because like that's where you're going and seeing other people just like you Mm-hmm. You know, so like, why would you not want to look good around those people, you know? And yeah. it's almost to the point now where it's, you don't want to look kind of bummy because you're like, I want people to think I'm a presentable person, you know? Uh, so yeah, I'm super happy for that trend. Well, also too, is what we're seeing with gyms as well that has never been a thing in the past is content, right? So right. some gyms, you can't have a camera out. Right. Or if you do, the lady behind you doing squats right. is upset. Yeah. And I respect that. Cause I mean, look, let's face it. Like, yes, yeah, I think there's a time and place. Right. Right. Yeah. But, uh, I think that you decided that that's not what I want. I want yeah. people to go in there and film and take photos and, yeah. uh, and not feel like they're again, you know, we don't need to have a full production here unless, right. You know, it's a unique cert. You're allowing people to set up a tripod to film so they can drop a YouTube video and their trainers yeah. and they can sell their stuff and, or they're just posting content. Right. Yeah. Cause a lot of, especially younger, I feel like our age and down, um, I would always notice like growing up myself too, like, Oh, you go to the gym, you're like, 
you know, take a quick picture there or something, put on your story, like, Hey, I was at the gym or like, look at my progress. You know, if that's something you take serious, I think at the beginning, I didn't, I honestly didn't really think about it too much. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the first day I, well, before I opened, so I did the social media for the bars too. Okay. Uh, and that's again, how I kind of learned how to do it in a business sense. I think the best thing I ever did was kind of made a personal brand for myself too, which obviously you do too. Um, like from the bars, like I would see all these people all the time. My, my, I didn't do anything on Instagram. And then for some reason, I just thought I need to start kind of personal branding. I didn't think too much about it, but, um, so when I did the gym, I had the experience of running like a, a bar page where like you have to post every day. Mm-hmm. Like this is what we're doing for the night. So I was kind of, that was built into me. So when I opened the gym, I was posting everything. And I kind of, I like more pages where it's, it seems real. Like mm-hmm. they're just kind of showing every day-to-day stuff mm-hmm. where like, if you just see a business posting an ad, it's like, I'm, I might read it. I'm probably not though. I'm probably just gonna keep scrolling. Yeah. Not to shit on realtors, but to shit on realtors. Most yeah. realtors will just post listing. Here's my listing for one, yeah. two, three main Maybe street. Like two likes. Yeah. Like, two likes. And it's like, oh, here's another house. Now, sure. That's great. That's a piece <clears> of the, uh, that's, that's a piece of of content. Right. But the realtors that crush it are the ones that are posting their family vacation. Yeah. They're the ones that are uh, Make more personal. Yeah. More personal, <clears throat> more authentic. Like I'm using you as a realtor outside of knowing what you need to know, but I'm using you as a realtor because I can call you your real person. Right. And yeah. you're that's not just how, some ad on, yeah, there's like thousands of email you and there's yeah. hundreds of gems and billions of people posted on, on social media now every day. So showing that day to day is relatable. Yeah. So that, that's kind of how it um, kind of built hype. And cause I was building out the gym, I was, you know, filming it, like, you know, just showing people. Uh, and then I think I opened the first day and um, my like first customer posted a story. And I guess at that point I was like, do I share everyone's story or cause you know, grand opening, like, you know, get tagged a lot. Yeah. Like, Oh, new gym, you know, checked it out. Uh, and I decided like, yeah, I'm going to repost them. Yeah. Uh, no gym really reposts like every mm. person. And then, you know, the first week, so many people posted, I, you know, reposted everyone that kind of encourages more people to do it. Uh, and then it just kind of grew. That's honestly the biggest way I grew like fast. Yeah. It's just literally reposting people. If they're tagging the gym, the tag is in the photo. So then, you know, if that, especially, I think the very first person I reposted, it was a girl. She had like 20,000 followers or something. And then, you know, that's 20,000 people seeing that name. Like, oh, what is that? Click on it. Oh, new gym. I'm going to check that out too, you know? And then so I didn't too. rely especially just on like word of mouth, like physical word of mouth. Like it's, internet word of mouth, really getting 20,000 eyeballs instantly, instantly is not normal, but it also subconsciously when you get reposted from a company or from somewhere that you go, feels good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like that little part of something. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, dude, it's exactly how I found the gym as well as I saw friends going months ago and I'm like, Oh, well, you know, uh, cool. Like that's kind of their thing, but also, uh, the consistency, right. Of like, I just saw everyone posting, posting, posting. Yeah. 
and, and it kind of comes back to like, all right, we need to be posting every day. Mm-hmm. But if you're seeing people post every day about the, this gym, it's omnipresence, right? Like, right. Yeah. You're, it, it's, you're there. It's something good. You know? So that's, that's what I noticed. But coming back to like, uh, the filming. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I'll touch in, on that too. Uh, so it works at the gym again, I think because I'm there a lot. Of, I'm, I'm, if it's busy gym, I'm there. Yeah. Uh, if I'm not there, it's probably, you know, a, a lesser busy time. Um, in the beginning, it w- I did have to correct like a lot of people. Um, cause it is something very popular with, especially a younger demographic mm-hmm. of people recording their workouts or honestly just recording a set to kind of see what you look like, mm-hmm. you know, doing, am I doing this right? Um, or, you know, I'm doing something cool. Like, let me show people or just, I mean, being a fitness influencer nowadays is like a, a same, like everyone wants to do that. Yeah. Um, so too saturated now, I think, but so it, it's a, you know, a thing. Um, if I was never there, would I have to ban like filming and tripods? Maybe probably. Um, but again, I'm so present and I learned from the bars. So if I'm at the bar and someone's doing something, I'm going and talking to them and I'm just telling them like, Hey man, like you're being an asshole or don't do that. And they're like, Oh, like, Oh, I I wouldn't even know. Sorry. You know? So that was built into me. So the first day I opened, if someone put a tripod like in front of the dumbbell rack or like if it's in a weird spot, um, I would just go tell them like, Hey, like you can, you know, film your thing, but don't affect anyone else. Yeah. Like on the wall, the first rule is be respectful to others. That's kind of the only rule really at the gym. Like whatever you're doing shouldn't affect someone else. Um, and I want people to film. I want people to take pictures. I want people to post, uh, tag the gym and stuff. Uh, but I, again, I think it works because I'm so present. They're like, okay, I know now and I'm not going to fuck it up for everyone. Um, and you know, people kind of res- res- respect the space. Yeah. Like if you're going to be doing curls, it's pretty obvious that if there's three girls behind you doing squats, maybe, yeah. maybe film yeah. on the take, other take side. A different, yeah. It's not rocket yeah, science. I think, <laughs> I think when I first opened, I was, a couple of people would ask like, can I film in here? And I was like, yeah, but if you end up on Joey Swole's Instagram, yeah. like you ain't never coming back yeah. here. <laughs> um, and I think people pretty much respect it. But if I just had only like a front desk person who didn't really care, then would it get out of hand? Probably so. Dude, what is, what's wrong with these college kids these days and these young professionals? These, dude, they're fucking jacked. Yeah. Well, I think just the, the gym is such a cool thing to do now. Like when it's, we, when we went, it just started. Yeah. Lane Norton, Greg Plitt. Yeah, yeah. Bodybuilding.com. Yeah. Uh, it went to like that it, old school bodybuilding with like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Then I feel like it like just died off. And then it like yeah. came back with to like social media. Level. Yeah. Instagram kind of blew it up. You'd be like in the gym, in the mirror, in the locker room. Oh and yeah. Flex and you take a photo. Yeah, real quick it'd be so awkward. Around. So awkward. Like no one saw yeah. that, right? Like, now no one gives you. a shit anymore. Yeah. Now, now people are just ripping their shirt off and I'm like, they're yeah. dimming the lighting, making all look. I'm like, you don't look that fucking jacked. I'm looking at you right here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I think the, the gym is just such a cool thing now. I think if you're younger, like if you're a young adult male and you don't go to the gym at all. I honestly think people look down on you. They should. Like, um, shouldn't work out. It's part of like self care, stuff like that. And just wanting to be better. Um, but I think that's kind of like, 
it's just kind of society now. It's like, um, I don't know if you don't take care of yourself. I feel like people kind of look down on you. So, so like young people are pressured, like, okay, I have to look decent. I don't have to be a competitive bodybuilder, but like, I, I feel the very strong need to like look decent, take care of myself, you know? Yeah. And I, I think, uh, just obviously joking, like you don't need to look down on somebody if they don't go to the gym right. necessarily. Right. But I mean, yes, uh, you should work out. We all know the benefits of working out. It's pretty obvious. Right. But, uh, that fine line though, of the Instagram game though, too. Right. Like, yeah, it's a very fine line. Yeah. Like, are you here to work out? Or are you here to just post on yeah, Instagram right. and do a bunch of curls and you know? Yeah. Right. So yeah, luckily I, the gym is kind of more, mine is kind of more hard. It's definitely not a hardcore gym, but it has that kind of atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of, the majority of dudes just come in and kill it. Don't take out their phone at all, leave. Uh, so I think if it was a little bit less of that feeling, then it would be more like, oh, I'm just here to, you know, fuck around on camera and then post something. I think reposting everyone too is a phenomenal way for people to uh, network and connect. Have you, have you seen the culture that you built, the community yeah. that you built? Have you seen people benefit from that? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Cause um, honestly, I think the coolest thing about the gym is people making friends. Um, like a lot of people sign up and they know no one, you know, they just like going to the gym and then, it also helps having good music playing. So a lot of people work out with no headphones. Um, so they end up talking more like, oh yeah, I, like I always see you on the Instagram or, you know, something. So it's a conversation starter. Yeah. And then I've, I've, there's been a lot of relationships started or like, uh, like people are best friends now and they met like at the gym. Dude, some of my favorite, it's kind of, about, it's like just being a part of something. And I think by reposting, you're, you're part of it, you know? Yeah. It's like when you are in high school, you are part of a club, you're playing sports and you lose that a lot of times in college. Yeah. When you get older. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it gives that opportunity. It gives that environment of, uh, uh, got a gnat flying around this place, man. I'll tell you what, those, those bananas are going old over there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I saw this. But the, it's like the tribal thing, yeah. right? It's like, I'm a part of something bigger yeah. than myself. I think that's just human nature. Like you want to, be a part of something more than yourself. Absolutely. So cool. You got the merch, you got the, the, the food, the food prep as well. Uh, what's that like? So that's, um, that started, I try to get some food prep companies in at the very beginning. Um, and they didn't want to, uh, I think they kind of go more off like a track record type of thing. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> uh, so I'm a very like, just do it, like figure it out yourself type of person. Um, obviously I'm not making food. Like I don't make food for myself. Uh, I was, I was door dashing uh, <clears throat> stuff to the gym because I'm there all day mm. or I'm eating like canned tuna and rice, like, you know, <clears throat> stuff I don't want to make. And a girl one day, people in the gym, a lot of times just talk about like what they want to do in life, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I think I was talking to a like a group of people one night and one of the girls said, like, she, like, it kind of felt like me with the gym. She was like, I want to do a food prep so bad. Like, I want to start a food prep company. I love cooking. 
I love nutrition. Like I love everything about it. Um, but like, you know, I'm working like two jobs just to pay rent. Like I don't have money to start a food prep. I don't even know how to do it. And the next day I saw her and I was like, you want to start one right now? Like, like tomorrow. Uh, cause I, I wanted food in there. So mainly for me too. Yeah. So I have meals on hand. Yeah. Uh, so that's another perk, but, and then she was like, yeah, you know, I'd love to. Uh, so I kind of, I took like a month and I kind of jot down every thought that even came to my mind about it. Uh, and we just kind of put it together. Um, obviously I already have like a brand, a location. So there's, you know, it's kind of all on her of like making the food and stuff. Um, and the next day she texted me like notes on her phone that she had for like years of like recipes or like thoughts on like her business or something. So as soon as she did that, I was like, all right, we're doing this like yeah. ASAP. She's serious. Yeah. I, I just kind of funded it. Um, bought like her a bunch of, you know, equipment, uh, like a rice cooker, you know, like stuff to make things in bulk. Um, yeah, we just got started on it. Um, and I noticed, so I have a vending machine mm -hmm. in the front of the gym before and after. Pe I mean, people buy a lot of stuff there because, you know, like you're coming from work you're about to get a workout. You're a little bit hungry, but you don't want a meal. You want a little snack mm -hmm. or like, you know, post-workout, uh, you're obviously going to eat. Um, I sell protein shakes. People are, you know, buy a ton of that stuff. Uh, they would buy like quest chips or rice krispies or something I have in the vending machine. Mm -hmm. And that did very well. So I was like, well, most people, younger people aren't cooking, especially guys. They're going to Chipotle or something right after the gym for their meal, especially if they work out late. Uh, so, you know, it was kind of like throwing the paint on the wall. Like if it works, it works. If it flops then we tried. Yeah. Um, and yeah, right away it took off and she, she is a crazy good cook. Yeah. Like, like I can see why she wants to do it. She started like meal prepping when she was 15, uh, cause her parents ate unhealthy and she always wanted to be healthy. Um, so she had experience obviously. Uh, yeah, somehow she makes like every meal, like it's so good. What do you guys offer? What are like the, so, so the every staple meals, every week we switch it up a little bit. Uh, so on Mondays we'll have two different items, uh, and then like grab and go once they're out, they're out. Mm -hmm. Um, they usually sell out by Tuesday <clears throat> and then we re up and do one meal on Wednesday. Okay. So every week there's three different options. Uh, and it's kind of just whatever, whatever we want. You know, it's, it's all healthy. It's usually like a, you know, chicken breast uh, with some type of seasoning or sauce, like a carb source, most of the time vegetables, uh, just kind of like a, any meal prep uh, company. Yeah, just clean food. Yeah. Do you guys have the macros on it as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I made a label. Um, it's actually a really cool label. Uh, and because it's easy for her if she's only doing two meals or one, you find the macros for one, it's the same thing for all of them. Uh, so yeah, and I know a lot of people track macros or want to make sure they hit like a protein goal or like they're staying low carb or something. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's printed like right on the, on the top. And then we kind of get feedback <clears throat> and then go from there. Yeah. Feedback as far as uh, pretty simple, right? Just what works, bought it, it doesn't work. Yeah. They didn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and then just, just literally yeah. asking the people walking in, did you like it? Yeah. You give me honest feedback. Do you like, eh, yeah, chicken's a little dry. The sauce sucked or no, that was incredible. Yeah. Uh, and just double down. Yeah. Are you thinking about opening up a, 
you know, there's some, some companies from my understanding, there's uh, I think it's actually called clean eats. I think there's like an actual yeah, like location. A restaurant, yeah. yeah. You can go in there and, and buy it on the spot. Um, and you can do also like, you can buy like bulk meals at a time. I think they deliver it to you and, or you can stop in and grab it. But are yeah. you guys thinking about doing that as well? So I'm, I'm big on like, I guess, cause I'm 30 now and I'm around young people all day. I'm really big on helping people kind of, you know, get, cause I know like for years I always felt like I want to do stuff, but I don't know what I'm doing. Or like, if I just had someone kind of teach me how to do stuff, mm -hmm. which I got in the bars. Uh, you just got to do it literally. Um, so I think if anything, I would, I would, if, if that's what she wants to do, I'd probably help her do it. Uh, be a part of it coming from like the bar industry. There's no chance I would do a restaurant or anything like that. Yeah, I think what you're saying is just like, but we you did, have your platform to help people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that. Uh, we did start offering uh, that. Nat's crazy, yeah, bro. I'm sorry. There's one. Um, we started offering like bulk meals now. Okay. Uh, so, so we're like, kind of like, okay, what can we do next? I know some guys come in every Monday and buy like five or six nice. last them all week. Uh, so I just, you know, put on the Instagram, if you want a bulk order, you can customize it. Just let me know by Saturday for the next week and we'll get it done for you. So yeah, I'm, I'm not like a super long-term planner. I'm more like short-term. Mm -hmm. So I'm more like, all right, this works. All right, what can we do next? Mm. And then once we figure out that, then all right, what's next? So I'm more of a short-term type of guy. Yeah. And that's, we were talking in the gym last night, like, you know, you were like, I'm curious around like finance and investing. I don't know anything about it. And I'm like, you know, way more than you realize, right? right? Yeah, like yeah, right. you literally, this is the best investment, which is yourself, personal branding, creating a business, creating streams of income within the business, which are ultimately other businesses within the business. Right. And, uh, through the merch, through the food, uh, through, I'm sure other things that, that you're monetizing in there. One thing I respect was the post that you made that everyone that owns a business says they want to help people. Right. But when it comes to actually helping people, uh, most of them don't. <laughs> Meaning yeah. the post that you had, you said, hey, if you're struggling to make payments on the monthly membership at the gym, just shoot me a DM if you need a couple of days or a couple of weeks to get caught up with your bills, yeah. you can still go to the gym. And man, that post was incredible. I was like, dude, that is showing that you want to help people. You know, yeah. the value of going to the gym. Right. And it's a lot like, of, a lot of guys need it. Like you, they need it. Yeah. Most people are paycheck to paycheck yeah. or not like they need to go to the gym, you know? Yeah. 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 Like, oh, oh yeah. For sanity. Yeah. You know? I don't like think they, most, like, I think everyone yeah, needs it. <laughs> like, like if they didn't go to the gym, like I, what would they, what are they going to get into type of thing? That's, that's why I love seeing like the young cats in there recording stuff and uh, you know, they're helping like, each other out. Friday nights is like popping yeah. so, sometimes, not every Friday night, but I'm like, damn, like when I was 18, I was seeing what I can get into. So I'm like, I, I respect the shit out of all, like all those guys that come in Friday nights, Saturdays. Like it's, it's a good thing. And some of them have, you know, I've clicked on some of their accounts again, coming back. I'm like, this kid's probably like 22. He looks fucking huge. Yeah. <laughs> what are these kids on man? Yeah. 
Uh, and it's also funny too. I, I hear your ankles cracking and mine are too, right? I'm yeah. like, oh man, uh, that kid's strong, but that hurts my lower back just watching right. him. Just wait yeah. till you hit 25. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's the knowledge around working out now too. Information. Information. And it's so easily accessible mm-hmm. um, that the more like average Joe knows a lot. Like if he really wants to get in shape, he has the knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, and there's some, and you can just get on YouTube and watch some Jack dude and like take his advice. Like, Oh, that's working for me. Or, Oh, that's not working. Follow someone else. So the, the information is so out there that it's not that, you know, hard to, to get, find get in shape, you know? And some of these members of yours, I mean, they have full blown businesses themselves, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like some of them are like pretty influential. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think anytime like me, like the barbershop I go to any bar I would go to restaurant or something, I try to support like guys like me kind of just like, regular people who kind of have a dream, have a passion. And, um, I think once you've done something like that in your life and you know how much people supporting you means, then you want to support other people. Like you want to be that person for other people. So I, I try to always do like small business, local, if I can, you know. And com- coming back to some of those members that, you know, have influence when I say have influence thousands, tens of thousands of followers, and they have, their own, uh, their own businesses, online businesses. Have you benefited from that in terms of like just morale? Like, yeah, like growth. Like, yeah, I think, um, it was actually the first person to ever work out in the gym. He like saw my Instagram post, uh, a dude named Jacob Chauvy. This is the first thing that came to mind. Uh, he has like a kind of like a, he used to be like a influencer guy. Mm -hmm. People saw him there and like, he's a knowledgeable guy. Um, and then that really grew the brand, mm. you know, people like that, like, like you, I think you said you saw from Marcus Perry, yeah. put some videos there. He's like, an Olympian dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, and he's like a knowledgeable, like down to earth guy. It's like, Oh, if that guy, you know, likes the gym, you know, I probably will. Or it's just, it's just something cool that I want to follow, mm. you know? Um, so shout out to Jacob, shout out to Marcus. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what influenced me. I'm like, yeah, man, Marcus is not going to this gym, which I literally just filmed the second show with them and uh, you know, we stay in touch on a consistent basis. And he's like, yeah, man, th- this gym, not only the atmosphere, but uh, he's got all the equipment that you need. And I'm not an Olympian. I know that's surprising. <laughs> I know, I know guys uh, I'm getting there, but uh, you don't even realize it until you go in there. And I'm like, Oh damn, I haven't had this machine. Yeah. Never yeah. Use this, And I'm coming off an Achilles tear. Uh, earlier this year. So like there's some stuff I've been using on like my feet and my, uh, my calf muscle getting that movement back. And I'm like, Oh, this is game changer. Yeah. So what other opportunities do you see in the near future for you and spark society? My main focus is on just kind of making a better growing it. Um, I don't think it'll ever be done to me. I'm also, you know, very like any entrepreneur, I'm very hard on myself. So there's a million ways it could be better. Like how? Uh, you could nitpick the shit out of it. Um, Let's nitpick the shit out of it. The flooring looks dirty all the time. <laughs> uh, I could have a, you know, I could upgrade a couple pieces here and there. I could make it, you know, more space for customers. You just, I mean, literally I could go on and on. Uh, I'm, I'm working on creating another bathroom. I like split the guy's bathroom in half. Yep. Made another door. So I'm working on putting like a urinal or something in there. 
uh, just like problems I see, like I don't want people waiting to go to the bathroom and mm. stuff like that. So that like I'll never be done kind of trying to make it better. Um, and I think j- being just a guy, I'm not a super rich guy. I'm, I'm trying to do this all like build it myself. Obviously that's, you know, takes time. I can't just like wake up tomorrow and pay contractors, get all that stuff done. As far as, you know, opportunities stuff, I, I, I really like growing the brand. Like that's probably the, the makes me feel the best is when people are like, Oh, like that logo is awesome. Or I really love the merch or like, I love coming here, stuff like that. Like I said, I'm not a long-term planner. So when people ask me questions like that, I'm like, I have a bunch of ideas, but until I can actually, you know, get to work and do it, I I don't think about it too much. Yeah. And are you uh, pretty profitable right now? Yeah. So I think that's the problem with most gyms, right? Like there's, it takes so long to get enough customers or members to become profitable. Um, I was actually, my business plan was the whole first year. It wouldn't be, I kind of, I exceeded my four year business model plan in like four months. Nice. Yeah. The four year plan in four months. I I had more members in four months than I thought I'd have in four years. And how many members do you have? It's just under 600 right now. What's your cap you think? So that's a good question. A lot of people ask that. Again, I go off feel. Um, some people buy the membership and come once a week at 1 a.m. Some people buy the membership and come every single day at five o'clock when it's most busy. So it kind of depends on, again, feel. I never want it to be overcrowded because I think that's when it, you kind of start going backwards because um, it's just uncomfortable. So it's capped for this month. I've, I've capped it about three or four times in the past. I kind of like the exclusivity to it. Yeah. Uh, ur- you know, create an urgency. I noticed that for those that are listening, what you, what you've done is you go, uh, at the time of this recording, we're coming up on mid October. It's, uh, you know, tomorrow I'm capping the sign up memberships for the month of October, meaning you sign up today or tomorrow and it's cut off. You have to wait till November. Yeah. Right. And, and whether that's actually true or not in terms of, what you're doing, that's a whole other, but you legitimately are, right? It creates that urgency yeah. that people that are thinking about going or not going and or just being very cautious of like, well, if I get 20 more people in the month of October, already kind of see that five o'clock is getting kind of busy. I can see this guy's right. waiting for that guy and no one like, I, I like that. Yeah, because when, when I very first opened, I, I said, because gyms I've been to in the past um, that I liked, I ended up not liking because it got too popular, got too crowded. So I literally put it on, I think that's the first thing I put on the website was like, it'll never be an overcrowded gym where you have to redo your whole workout or wait on something to get it done. Cause that's, that's probably my biggest nitpick of like any gym if they're overcrowded. You know, I'm like, like if you go to East Sporta downtown at five o'clock, it's like you literally can't do anything or you're like fighting people to like get in somewhere. Uh, so I'm like, I never want that. I never thought, I honestly never thought I'd get there. I never thought like, oh, I have so many members that I'm going to have to cap this, which I, I think I capped it month, month four, which it was, it was, I think it was, I hit like 250, 300 members. 
and I capped it. Cause that was a lot to me. I had no idea. I never done a gym. Yeah. It's like, man, that's a lot of people. But then it was capped and I was like, well, it's so spread out throughout the day. Some people sign up and come once a week. Some people come every day. So I'm like, well, it kind of just depends on how it goes. Like, yeah, I can't, I can't really plan. So I don't do it on a specific number or a specific financial something. Um, I know I'm like making my bills in, you know, the, the bank account. If, if I don't buy new equipment, then the bank account goes up. So yeah, that, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, that's a great problem to have. Right. And, uh, I'm curious on the, on the numbers and if someone wants to open a gym and knowing what you know now, creating that business plan, I think is more impactful than, than, uh, than most people realize. Mm-hmm. And even when I was building out my, my community, it's taken months. But as I reflect back now, as I'm talking through it, I go, oh wait, it was actually like three weekends building out any business. There should be a plan. But one thing that I admire that you've done is you're like, not really that much of a long-term thinker, uh, whether you believe it or not, I think that you are in a unique way, but you're right. like, yo, there's no reason to worry about year five when we don't even know what's going to yeah. happen day five. Yeah, it could be totally different by then. Totally different. And you've already said that your brand, your gym, Spark Society, it exceeded your four-year business plan in four months. And yeah. that's a great problem to have. But I'm curious when it comes to starting a gym and maybe any business in general, this could apply what are some things that you have to consider when creating a business plan? If you Google a business plan, the most generic stuff, like obviously the, you know, obviously financials, you, you have to be able to make your bills, you know, to pay rent or, you know, you're going to get evicted. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you kind of have to have some type of plan, which again, it exceeded all expectations right away, but like, okay, how many members do I need to pay rent? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously that's somewhere to start. And then building off that, you could go a million different directions. Uh, am, am I going to have different streams of income? Am I going to, you know, rely on one thing? What What's going to be the reason why my brand, my gym, my business in general is better? Um, I think starting with the basics. Uh, and again, it comes back to coming down to being real with yourself and kind of doing what aligns with you. Because after you get the basics out of the way, then it becomes super subjective. Like you could take it a million different ways, mm. but in, you know, you, you have to make those decisions. So I think making decisions off of what's making your brand identity, very real with yourself mm. is kind of the easiest way. Um, I found or the best way, uh, because it makes making those decisions, the business plan, everything that goes with it easier. So you said, I. The, I bought the equipment for X amount of money. Uh, I have rent for X amount of money. I'm going to have like yeah, yeah. these so other I, yeah, I kinda, miscellaneous. Yeah. It, it didn't go exactly, you know, how I wrote it out, mm-hmm. but yeah, I wrote down every cost that I could, cause you know, I had to apply for loans, credit cards, whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, and they want to see that obviously, but for yourself, like you can't just freely, you know, go off a whim and start buying stuff or, I mean, that's scary. You can, but be terrifying. Uh, so yeah, you kind of got to give yourself a roadmap mm-hmm. and a business plan, but 
knowing that it could go in any direction, but I think sticking to that roadmap uh, that you create for yourself. And with me, I found just kind of sticking with what I like, being authentic, my kind of my gut feelings, uh, it it was the best way. And it kind of all worked out. So as business owners and high performers, we're constantly solving problems. What is one problem right now that is the obstacle in the way that you're trying to overcome? Uh, like, like I mentioned the bathroom. Okay. Um, guys waiting to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, or like literally two days ago, my, my window cracked the biggest one I have, uh, just like a crack right through it. Um, me coming from a background of managing and owning a business before when I first started in the bars, problems would come up and I'd be pissed off. I'm like, why is this leaking or why are all these problems in it's never ending. So it's like, you can, it's all about perspective. Like you can, you can make something out of it or you can, you know, be an asshole where I've kind of learned looking back on everything that has ever went wrong. I think that something good comes out of it. If, if you just kind of treat it the right way, uh, be a good person about it. Uh, you kind of can look back on any problem in life and say, Oh, like I learned something there. Or you know what? I hated doing that, but something great came out of it. Uh, so like the window crack, I decided right. Like I can't really afford a brand. Like it's like fifteen hundred bucks for the size of the window that cracked. Um, well, I mean I could do it, but I don't want to spend that kind of money on that. So I'm going to uh, plywood it up and put a silhouette out front. So kind of like, you know, you see the Nashville wings girls takes pictures with, or I think mm. Gold's Gym has like a couple of things people always take pictures with. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to have it out front, like two, two like big arms flexing. You're going to use my arms probably? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, right. Probably Marx's. And <laughs> so it's like someone could stand in them and it kind of looks like it's coming out of them. And then obviously like the name of the gym and like uh. a bunch of like graffiti type of stuff. That'll look cool. So kind of turning like, you know, a problem, you have to be a problem solver. That's literally kind of my job when I go to the gym and I'm there kind of think like, all right, what, what do I need to figure out? How do you turn a problem into an opportunity, right? Like, wait, the window cracked down the middle, but if I put this up here, that's an opportunity for people to come to my gym locally. And, or if they're coming from out of town, take a photo, they post and tag it. Now people start to recognize the gym because what was once a problem is now an opportunity. And I think that's another uh, nugget for gym owners as well is creating opportunities in the gym an environment in the gym where they want to take photos. They want to connect yeah. with people. Uh, you're there to work out. Right. But uh, one thing that immediately came to mind as well is bad bitch sign. I'm sorry. The bad bitch sign in the girls locker room. That's like, that's a, that's the main yet. thing that kind of well, so. like on Instagram stories. I'm joking. <laughs> that's like the, ma- <laughs> that's the main thing that pops up is like, Cause I have like a big neon pink sign that says bad bitch. Oh, so all the chicks want to take the and photo. And then a mirror on the yeah. other side. Okay. And I don't know how I probably come from the bars. Yeah. Neon signs. Uh, it's kind of how I thought of it, but that really, again, to the stories and stuff that kind of blew it up right away. That, that really like. Yeah. Just self-awareness to know like, oh yeah, this will probably work. And then boom, it does. And yeah. we're like, oh, I didn't think that would work. And it is. Let's double down on it. But also too, like there's always there's always a solution. There's always an opportunity to create an opportunity from a problem. And immediately what came to mind as well is 
also asking for help. Right. Right. You're like, I don't want to spend $1,500 on fixing this window, but I bet you out of my 600 members, one of them probably know how to fix windows and or own a business. So take a photo of it, post it and say, does someone know how to fix a window? Right. And so if you don't do that other problem, maybe you go to them and be like, yo, I'll give you a six months free membership. And they're like, oh yeah, no no problem. I got you. Yeah. yeah. And then you can tag them and get them them, more business. It's like, Dude, win-win. Now you don't come out of pocket. They get more. Win-win. Yeah. There's always a solution. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, um, so when, when I was in the bars and I, was, I would always have these problems and I'm like, why am I fixing a toilet right now? You know, like I'm, this is not what I signed up for. It's kind of like, I, I remember I, I saw this quote and honestly, like changed my life. It was in dummy terms. Uh, we're going to have problems. Like you're going to come into another problem. Like once you solve a problem, there's something's going to pop up. Like you're going to have a problem in life, but it's kind of the perspective of my perspective is making this problem hard because I think my life should be easy. So it's not about, it's not about the problem making me mad. It's my perspective that I want an easy life where if you look at it as, okay, this problem is like, I got to figure it out anyways. So might as well like not be mad about it. Might as well not get down. Maybe take your like, minute, like, you know, oh, why did that happen? But then, you know, kind of make it a good thing, you know, or, or a learning experience. So next time you have that problem, now you know exactly what to do. Mm. You know, so I, I feel like I've kind of grown in that. And that was kind of in my, like when I was dipping into like the spirituality stuff, um, but just perspective on stuff. Mm. Cause you can kind of turn anything, any bad thing into a good thing. Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. Well, last question for you here, Aaron, uh, is I'm definitely going to get you on on a consistent basis, man. I yeah, enjoy yeah. our time together and energy. And, and, uh, like I said, man, much respect to what you're, what you're building. Cause outside of the gym and the merch and, and whatnot, like there's a whole other intangible side of people connecting. And I remember, uh, you know, at that early age of, of 20, as you're developing and you got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, just being able to go in the gym and spend that time alone and or spend that time with some of your best friends have right. some of my best memories uh, at that age, uh, being at the gym with people that I that I like and enjoy my time with, right? So uh, the name of the show is All for Nothing. Uh, I believe that most people spend their entire day, week, life doing a bunch of things and they have nothing to show for it. Yeah. Or they do build up an empire. They do have all these things but usually it goes back to poverty within the second generation. It goes back to nothing, right? They build all these right. things up, goes back to nothing. Uh, so my question to you as we wrap this up is, uh, what are you doing? What is Spark Society doing to ensure that you're not doing this all for nothing? Yeah, um, I, I think the biggest thing is building an atmosphere, a brand, a culture that you know is unique and is going to you know, be around forever. Uh, you know, if, if something did happen, the building burns down or something. Like I still have that brand, you know, it wouldn't be physical anymore, but it would still be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and building something that people can relate to, uh, connect with that is kind of relevant in people's lives and just really is a, a positive thing. Mm-hmm. I think anything positive, anything experience people have that is positive, um, it is not going to go away. Boom. Spark Society, Aaron Thompson, you know where to follow Moto B below, but maybe give a shout out 
plug yeah. in, plug uh, in your info. Spark, sparksocietygym.com if you want some merch. Uh, or, uh, you know, details about the gym. Uh, Spark Society Gym on Instagram. Uh, that's kind of where I do everything. Uh, any info, any pictures of the gym, anything like that. It's kind of all I have. I kind of focus all my stuff into like, you know, a couple things. Absolutely. Where I feel like if you're super spread out, it's like- Getting nowhere know, fast. Yeah. Running right. on a treadmill, baby. You're yeah. running, but you ain't getting nowhere. Yeah. You're putting a lot of effort into things that are all for nothing. That's right, baby. <laughs> Boom. Ladies and gentlemen, appreciate your time. See you in the next episode.